When the war in Ukraine started, Medvedev, Putin, Lavrov, they all said that one of the main reasons why they launched this invasion of Ukraine was to denazify Ukraine. Now, there's a lot of people who said, denazify Ukraine. Oh, my goodness. This is just bogus. This would be it. There's no Nazis in Ukraine. These are poor Ukrainian people that just want a better life. They don't want war. Well, you know, the past eight years say otherwise because they were the ones pushing the levers of war each and every day as Nazi contingents and paramilitary uh, groups such as Azov, Right Sector, Adar, were literally waging a war against the people in the Donbass, ethnic Russians, okay? This is nothing new. And it's very clear that this is still the case. Uh, Medvedev came out this week. He said, Ukraine's Western backers are pro-Nazi coalition. 100% correct. Uh, Ukraine has now even developed a secret assassination squad. This is according to their ex-SBU security chief. Kiev decided it was not enough to imprison Russian collaborators and uh, that they had to be eliminated. Valentin Nalivychenko has claimed the security service of Ukraine has uh, ha has a dedicated assassination program responsible for taking out Russian collaborators. The former head of the agency has claimed in an interview with The Economist. So The Economist is reporting on this. According to the former official, the, S the special SBU division dates back to at least 2015 and was formed from the elite 5th counterintelligence directorate after Ukraine's leaders at the time decided that imprisoning people was not enough. Quote, we reluctantly came to the conclusion that we needed to eliminate people. That's what he told the British magazine, The Economist. Okay, so take that into account. This is the guy who is the ex-chief under Poroshenko. Poroshenko, the president who, you know, put the monument up and declared that Stefan Bandera was a hero of Ukraine, the Nazi from World War II. Okay, now taking all of that into account i want to i want to switch gears here a little bit and actually do a fact check because we know the fact checkers don't really fact check anything the fact checkers manipulate the truth and what we do know about the fact checkers and the liberal press if there's one thing we know about them is they never miss an opportunity to call someone a nazi they never do it okay they will call anyone and everyone a nazi they will call me a nazi for wearing this hat that i got in dc they'll call random, you know, a working class American farmer in West Virginia, a Nazi, because he lives in West Virginia and he's white. They'll call uh, Syria a bunch of Nazis. They'll call China Nazis. They'll call Putin Nazi. They'll call anyone a Nazi, anyone who's a malign sovereign actor that is in some way or another challenging the status quo in the United States. They will call them a Nazi because they, they don't know what to do with it. They don't they don't know what to do with it. And they know that the Number one evil is to compare them to like Voldemort or Hitler. That's all they can do. But there is one Nazi story that the Western mainstream media has refused to discuss since February 24, 2022. And that is the, the story about the most you know, prolific, prominent, and violent group of Nazis on the face of the planet today. And those are the Nazis in Ukraine. But guess what? Some of these Nazis actually are not from Ukraine. They're from the United States. They're from all across the world from Brazil, from Poland, from America, and they're going to Ukraine to go and fight. But some of these Nazis uh, have actually come back to the United States. They were in Florida this week around Orlando. I want to share a clip from you because they went out to protest uh, above some highway, it appears to be. They were wearing swastika chains. They were sieg hailing. 
they were uh, saying, well, I'll show you what they're saying, because they have some positive words for Mr. Biden, President Biden, and uh, what he's doing in Ukraine. Christopher, there's a presidential race going on right now. Are you going to vote in 2024? What do you think is going to happen? My vote is useless. I think Biden's better than Trump because he sends rockets to Ukraine. In, the, in support of Ukraine, you mean? Hell, Ukraine. Hell, Azov. Christmas. <laughs> Ukraine. And then you have Boneface. That's his name. Boneface in the back right here. This, uh, you know, I thought all the Nazis, I thought they were white supremacists, but they're allowing green people into their into their ilk now as well. So you have this guy. His name's Boneface. We're going to be talking about him in a moment. Uh, but this guy right here, he's an interesting fellow. So Boneface actually fought in Ukraine in 2015. He was a part of the, uh, the, the human sacrifice of ethnic Russians in the Donbass when they placed an ethnic Russian. They captured him, a POW, in the fighting. And in 2015, they put him on a cross. I mean, these guys are all pagan Nazis. They put him on a cross, sacrificed him, and lit him on fire. And he was in that video. So that's who he is. Uh, this guy, he's got the swastika chain on, and, and listen again one more time what he said, and then I'll show you another clip of him. Christopher, there's a presidential race going on right now. Are you going to vote in 2024? What do you think is going to happen? My vote? vote is useless. I think Biden's better than Trump because he sends rockets to Ukraine. <laughs> uh, yep, the little Sieg Hale right there, by the way. Yeah. So... <laughs> this is the one and only nazi story that no one in the western press is going to cover and keep in mind there was actually one outlet who did cover this i will say i'll give credit where credit is due the rolling stone covered this protest rolling stone magazine covered this protest which is uh you know the editor-in-chief of rolling stone is a man by the name of dan shatman uh who wanted to write a hit piece on me then they were caught uh defaming me before the piece even came out and the piece was canceled uh, but uh, Dan Shatman is a, he's a military industrial complex stooge. He's a deep state whore. Uh, he literally had an outlet specifically oriented around promoting the military industrial complex uh, spy technologies before he was editor in chief of Rolling Stone. And now he runs the Rolling Stone and they did an article on these fellas here. And these guys, the, the, the name of the article was DeSantis supporters rally with Nazi flags and necklaces in Florida. DeSantis supporters. Listen to this one more time. Tell me, are these DeSantis supporters? Christopher, there's a presidential race going on right now. Are you going to vote in 2024? What do you think is going to happen? My vote this? is useless. I think Biden's better than Trump because he sends rockets to Ukraine. <laughs> in, the, in support of Ukraine, you mean? Hell, Ukraine. Hell, Azov. Christopher, there's a presidential race. Uh, no, those are Biden supporters. They say they support Biden because he's sending uh, the rockets to Ukraine. Now, now, so th his name, that, that man's name is Chris Polhouse. Okay, so he was the guy that led that Nazi rally uh, in Altamonte Springs, Florida, just outside of, uh, outside of Orlando. And here's another video of Mr. Polhouse um, talking about how he, you know, that the Nazis, they pretend to be so tough and, yeah, yeah, oh, you know, they they say, oh, you know, everyone else is a sexual degenerate. Well, you know, all these unhinged rants and stuff like this. But this is Mr. Polhouse talking and actually crying about his wife because she's sleeping with other men. I don't care about my wife. 
she can fuck and be with any dude she wants. Just from like fun, flirty text to like nasty in a couple days. So I know what's happening. And you know, I'm not dumb. And I don't, and it's not even like. I am a cop. I am a You know, uh, she's sending fun and flirty texts. He goes on in that video to say, you know, oh, you know, but like now she's going to sleeping with other men and stuff like that. It, complete pussy, complete pussy. These are Nazis. This is who they are. Okay. I mean, this is, it's just who they are. All right. Now there's more information here and it gets really, really interesting. Okay. So, uh, first of all, Let's take a closer look at the man in the back of the video. Again, his name is Boneface, this man back here, okay? The one that was sighaling in the background and then said Slava Ukraini at the end of the video, okay? So let's, uh, let's look at this, okay? So one of the individuals was in attendance at this rally, Mr. Boneface. His name's Kent McClellan. Uh, he was Sieg hailing while screaming Slava Ukraini. The, his whole entire body and face is covered in tattoos, in, including many Nazi tattoos. Uh, as exposed, he is a Nazi who has traveled abroad to Ukraine to fight in the Ukraine-Russia war. He is an American citizen who was recently given Ukrainian citizenship. Okay, so this is, this is really nuts here. The, uh, this guy is has Ukrainian citizenship. He's fighting in Ukraine. Upon his return to the U.S. circa 2022, it was discovered uh, via an investigation that McClellan, Boneface, received a U.S. Army Expeditionary Medal for his services in Ukraine. The, un the investigation uncovered social media posts he posted in which he posed for a picture in Ukraine while wearing an Azov Battalion uniform next to the dead body of a civilian. The image, which was sent to a forensic analysis analyst for verification, has been authenticated. Okay, so why is Joe Biden continuing to fund Nazi death squads in Ukraine with U.S. taxpayer dollars? Okay, so let's take a look at this guy here. So first of all, here's the medal that he was awarded. This is the Armed Forces Expeditionary Medal. Uh, he was awarded for his services in Ukraine. Uh, here he is in Ukraine, uh, and it appears to be a civilian behind him. Um, here is here he is without his tattoos, with his tattoos, all that stuff. He's got a bunch of uh, Nazi tattoos all over his body, uh, as you can see. And yes, he is fighting in Ukraine. Now, take a listen to him uh, going to why he went to Ukraine, because this is a guy who's been uh, he's been caught up in federal um, in federal uh, crimes. And it's very obvious that this guy is an asset of the U.S. government. I mean, he's been sent to Ukraine to fight in this bloody war. He's been caught up in these federal crimes in the past. Uh, and here he is talking with RT about uh, why he was sent to Ukraine. He says it was the CIA that was behind his uh, shipment over to Ukraine. There's a lot of hype about the FBI sending me over there, but that's not the FBI that does that. It was Central Intelligence that got me involved in that. There's a lot of hype about the FBI sending me over there, but that's not the FBI that does that. It was Central Intelligence that got me involved in that. There's a lot of hype about the FBI sending me over there, but that's not the FBI that does that. It was Central Intelligence. That guy There's a lot of hype about how the FBI sent me over there, but it wasn't the FBI. It was Central Intelligence. So there, there he is admitting right there. He is a federal asset. He's caught up in all these crimes with the federal government, federal crimes, by the way, uh, uh, earlier on in his life. He's a Nazi. And then he was sent to Ukraine to go fight by the Central Intelligence Agency.
Here he is again, uh, off fighting in Ukraine back in 2015, okay? So he was one of the guys that was out there. I mean, this is clearly a federal protest, federally backed protest. These guys are all agents, uh, and they're all doing the bidding of the U.S. deep state. Now, there was also another guy at, uh, at this protest. His name is Sergei Dvinim. And Sergei Dvinim is a man who's been in Ukraine. He's been in the United States quite a bit. He's a Ukrainian spy. And uh, he's also affiliated with the Azov Battalion. Now, take a look at this. So here's Sergei Dvinim in service with the Ukrainian army. Uh, here he is in Ukraine in the Donbass, presumably. Uh, here he is again with some, you know, fascist Nazi uh, uh, icons on a T-shirt he's wearing. So this is Ser Sergei Dvinim, okay? Now, on January 6th of 2021, Sergei Dvinim was identified at the U.S. Capitol building with January 6th protester Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, okay? Uh, on January 6th, a known Ukraine, Ukrainian neo-Nazi spy was identified in front of the U.S. Capitol and additionally confirmed to be a Ukrainian spy by the FBI in an interview with January 6th defendant Jacob Chansley. I personally spoke to Jacob and he confirmed to me that the FBI told him during an interview uh, with him and his lawyer that the person he was pictured with at the Capitol on January 6th was in fact a known Ukrainian spy. So that's what the FBI said. This guy was a spy. All right. The FBI asked Chansley if he knew the Ukrainian spy. Jacob didn't know who he was and said that the man approached him and asked for a photo. The FBI knew of a Ukrainian spy outside of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, and yet this was never reported or even mentioned to the January 6th committee. This same Ukrainian spy who was identified by the FBI has been identified via facial recognition technology as Sergei Dabinim, a neo-Nazi who works in Ukraine, okay? So here's my question. Why is it that you can have federal, or you can, you can have Ukrainian spies with the Azov Nazi battalion that infiltrate our capital. That is an act of war, infiltrating our capital on January 6th, a Ukrainian spy. Why are no questions being asked about this at the least? Like, was he one of the guys that was uh, one of the leaders going into the capital grounds? Was he one of the ones that was saying, you know, do this, charge the capital, break in? Was he, this is clearly a guy with military training. Was he one of the ones that maybe broke the glass walls of our capital building and and broke through into the building? Was he one of those first guys that was doing that? Was he one of the guys that broke down the barricades? So you have to ask the question, why is no one talking about this? Why is no one in the press? So they talked about January 6th for nonstop since January 6th, 2021. You go on CNN or MSNBC right now, you're going to hear about January 6th. I, I bet someone's going to bring it up in some sort of a debate or a panel or a show or something. But not a single person on CNN or MSNBC has asked a question about or mentioned the name of Sergei Dabinim or about the fact that there were Ukrainian spies, at least that we knew of who were out front of the Capitol on January 6th. Now we know they're actually infiltrating the Capitol, okay? Now, couple that with this news. We also learned yesterday that uh, the Biden administration's judicial cronies had sentenced a Proud Boys leader, the Proud Boys leader, uh, Enrique Tario to a sentence of 22 years in prison for seditious conspiracy over the Capitol right. Okay. Now, let me just tell you about what this Enrique Tario did because it is crazy. Okay. So you have Sergei Dabinim, the Ukrainian spy of Azov, who infiltrated our Capitol. No one's prosecuting him, no one's sanctioning him, no one's barring him from coming to the United States. 
No one's doing anything. Okay. I mean, this guy's still here. All right. And he's completely fine. No one's talking about that. But a foreign actor who invaded our capital. But Enrique Tario, the leader of the Proud Boys, who just received a 22 year prison sentence, was not even at the Capitol on January 6th. His crime was sending a message, a text message or a WhatsApp message, something to that effect. I think it was a text message to other Proud Boy affiliates that were at January 6th saying something to the effect of, you know, uh, go get him today or cause some chaos today, something like that. They took his one single text message and said, for that text message you sent, even though there's no, no real link to the crimes that were committed that day, um, and as we all know, the, the most severe crimes of all, the most violent crimes were committed by Capitol Police against people like Ashley Babbitt, a true patriot, a true, you know, revolutionary. Um, he didn't do anything and they sentenced him for 22 years. Okay. 22 years, 22 years. Sergei Dabinim was a Ukrainian spy from Azov that infiltrated our capital. Not a word, not a word about that. Not a single word about that whatsoever. It's insane what is going on in our country right now. We've lost it. We've lost it. Joe Biden today announced that they're going to be sending another $1 billion to Kiev. And guess what? $520 million of that $1 billion is going to Ukraine for green energy, according to Secretary Blinken. Take a listen. For Ukraine, not only to survive, but to thrive, we're also supporting its efforts to rebuild from Russia's aggression. Uh, at the Ukraine Recovery Conference held in London a few months ago, I pledged that the United States would invest more than $520 million in making Ukraine's energy infrastructure, more than half of which has been destroyed by Russia, cleaner, more resilient, and more integrated with Europe. We're making new investments to enhance the transparency of Ukraine's institutions and to bolster the rule of law so that Ukraine's democracy is even more responsive to the needs of its people and can attract the private capital needed to rebuild. We're engaged in assisting the government of Ukraine on anti-corruption efforts and on efforts to ensure accountability and full transparency of all the assistance we're providing, as well as the security of U.S.-provided defense articles and technologies. So what are they telling you when they say they're going to send $520 million over to Ukraine for green energy? What they're telling you is, well, this war effort is going absolutely nowhere, so we're just going to siphon off money in the easiest way we know possible. Just say we're dumping dumping it into green energy, you know, portfolio, something like that, and uh, just skim it right off the top, you know, because this war effort thing, it's not even worth pushing anymore. Uh, it's not even worth trying to, it's too difficult to extrapolate funds when we send them over there for that. There's too much oversight. Just say it's for green energy, okay? Now, keep in mind, despite the tens or hundreds of billions of dollars that have been put forward for green energy enterprises, for the last several decades worldwide, only 2% of the world's energy portfolio is green energy, okay? And in Ukraine, it's probably even slimmer than that. I mean, it's, it is criminal what is going on right now beyond belief. I hope these people will be held accountable. But the fact of the matter is, when you are prosecuting Americans, sending them to prison for the rest of their lives effectively, their adult lives, they're going to be senior citizens uh, when they get out. If they get out because they sent a text message to someone on January 6th, they weren't even there. But then you have Ukrainian spies that infiltrated our capital. Uh, that's when you know we have effectively lost our country. <laughs>
Thanks for watching that episode of The Dive. If you enjoyed what you saw, be sure to drop a like, subscribe, comment below, and be sure to share this video with your friends. Also, my YouTube channel has now been permanently demonetized by YouTube because of the truth that we tell here. For that reason, I'm asking you to join as a supporter on my Locals community, which you can find linked below in the description of this video or in the comment section. Thanks for watching. Thank you for your support. I'll see you back here next time.